Jordan! Ian! Who signed up to intergalactic OnlyFans, didn't realise the payment had to be made in their currency, and now has the men in black knocking on their door every day demanding payment? Colonel Sanders? No! Two guys! What? And welcome to episode 46 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where I don't need to sign up to intergalactic anything because my name is Ian and I'm joined by the guy who is the sexiest content creator this side of the Milky Way, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Oh, I'm feeling really good, especially after that description. Especially after that last take. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling nice and stretched. (laughs) I am, yeah. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, please check TikTok. Anywhere video is available. (laughs) That is true. I was talking about your last... um, content upload though not that video yeah oh, that one uh that won't be shared publicly yeah you have to pay for that yes yeah but it is worth it check the patreon <laughs> imagine if someone did yeah oh okay, I'll, I'll get on that right now luckily the link is in the description so if you want to check the patreon there won't be any naughtiness there but there is plenty of cool stuff oh, so many people have turned off now yeah <laughs> Fair enough. So, we are recording the day after Halloween. So, how was your evening? Was there any spookiness, any creepy business that went on? So, to answer that question, I'm going to sound really grumpy, but I decided to go to my mum and dad's because I couldn't be doing with answering the door. (laughs) (laughs) So, what I did was... You bastard! (laughs) I know, it sounds like it. I ended up buying a tub of sweets that I left outside. Right. With a little note saying, Happy Halloween. You're one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Please help yourself, but in brackets, please be mindful of others. Smiling. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, And uh, they were all gone. You are on camera, so if you take more than one, I will track you down and I will take those revels back. (laughs) I I didn't say they were revels. Did you take them? Fucking hell, I've implicated myself. (laughs) Shit. But yes, that's what I did. So I had a joyous Halloween because I got cooked by my mother. Cooked? Well, I, I wasn't cooked. <laughs> that, you got cooked for? Yes, yes. <laughs> right. My mother cooked for me. Okay, so there was no like <laughs> not me. No spit roasting was... <laughs> going on. <laughs> no content creation. <laughs> yeah, I forgot my camera. I was gutted. Yeah, <laughs> all that for nothing. <laughs> Should have stayed at home and answered the door. Yeah, that'd have probably been a more eventful evening. Oh dear. Well, I'll remember for next time. Great, well done. How are you? How was your Halloween? Anything exciting? Um, it was cold as fuck. We took our two children out uh, trick or treating. So we took our youngest. It was his first ever trick or treating. He was dressed as a bat, and it was fantastic. And he absolutely loved it with his bat costume. And he had like full like like a wingsuit. So like as he was walking, he'd like be trying to fly and stuff. Amazing. And he loved it. And uh, there were a few houses we went to that had the obligatory ball outside so in other words don't knock on my fucking door mate i'm trying to enjoy my evening i don't want to participate in your shit but if i have to is a ball of sweets and i was i was commenting to my wife saying it really kind of ruins the mood you know because the whole fun of it is you knock on the door you know people go oh look at your costumes and you look dead sweet and stuff and then you feel good and you get some sweets and it's all amazing but there's this bastards these <laughs> utter life fucking in fun ruining wankers that stick the bowl <laughs> on the front porch with a note that says, I'm off out to enjoy my evening because I don't want to be bothered by you bastards. Take a piece of sweet. Take a piece of sweet. Take a piece of, <laughs> take a piece of sweet. <laughs> bite half. <laughs> like, you're, you're like, it's like the people who are like, so tight fisted are the type of people to have like, 
a dairy milk bar. It's just like, just snap off a nugget. Don't take the whole thing. Amazing. Just snap off a little nug. I need to remember that for next year, actually. It's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. You buy two and you're fine for like 10 trick-or-treaters. Oh, so good. I could have saved so much money. Well, you know, that's what happens when you are a frugal person who has no money like myself. You learn these amazing tricks. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I hear that's what you do for your son's pack-up as well. It <laughs> is, yeah. break I, it up for yeah. <laughs> five days of the week. I think that's generally called just buying a loaf of bread because it's already pre, pre-cut up for you. <laughs> no, that's right. I was thinking dairy milk. Uh, yeah, he doesn't get treats like that. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Love it. Anyway, uh, where are we today, Jordan? What is going on? What is the happy haps right now? We are in my home. You are in your home. And, and you. And I am also in your home. Yes, yes, and my dog. Yes. Who's sort of taken a bit of a liking to you now. Yeah, I have finally won him over. Yeah, I think... I have gone against all the odds. I've done the things that my mum always said I'd never be able to do and I have made your dog love me. Yeah, absolutely. I think what did it was this time you didn't swing him by his tail. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. That was a, probably the, the, the kicker. I walked in, I didn't say, all right, dickhead, then pick him up by his front legs. He just did that to me. <laughs> Dark. Yes, uh, that isn't true. No, yeah, <laughs> God, no. Yeah, I fucking love dogs. I would never do such a thing. Cats, on the other hand. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Still, still kidding. Still kidding. It's fine. They've got nine lives. It's all right. You could do it eight times. They're fine. Yeah, that's cool. All good, then. Nice. Anyway. What have you got coming up for us today, Jordan, on this magical fucking episode that is being recorded in your very own living room? Well, in light of the whole kind of trick-or-treating thing that I've managed to somehow avoid, yeah. do you remember a couple of episodes ago I did about uplifting quotes to get you started for your week? I remember that very well. Okay. I live by your mantra every Monday. Amazing. Well, I thought yin and yang, things that also really annoy me. Okay. So I've got a whole list of things that annoy me way more more than I should. And I think other people will agree. So after you've got through the Monday, you've got through the working week, on a Friday you can really let loose and think about those things that just f***ing really piss you off. See, no, it's more of a Wednesday thing. Okay, you know, right. It's like the Monday, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Tuesday, you're losing the momentum. Yeah. Wednesday, you think, f***ing, I've got three more days. As it's called hump day. Exactly. Friday, you feel good because you think, well, I've got the weekend. No, not me. I work, <laughs> I work 21 hours on a weekend. If you could do a segment on ways to get through working 21 hours on a weekend and uh, not seeing your wife and not spending that lovely, really nurturing, important time with your children, that would be amazing. Alas. (laughs) (laughs) No, not going to do that for you, Ian. (laughs) So I've got a bunch of things that annoy me. Brilliant. (laughs) Fantastic. Love it. Thanks. You're welcome. You might agree. We'll see. We'll find out. I'm probably sure it will. A lot of things annoy me. Including myself. (laughs) Never. And what have you got for us today? Well, Jordan, today I have got two stories for you. One mental and one that changed the face of alien encounters forever because actual DNA was recovered, documented and researched. Wow. Surely that is it then, isn't it? That is proof. That That is the proof, yeah. Wow, okay. That is the golden nugget right there. Right. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's just f***ing start with a silly one, shall we? Why not? Nice. Right, Jordan. There is a gentleman, 53 years young, named Simon Parks, who resides in a delightful little seaside town called Whitby in North Yorkshire. Which, Jordan, if you remember correctly, is just 19 miles from us. I do remember. But not only is this person a proud Whitbyan, but he also serves as a Labour councillor there. 
but he also has a long-standing relationship with aliens. And when I say relationship, I mean relationship. If you get what I mean. You mean dinner and dessert? I mean dinner, dessert, and a little bit of uh... Oh, do you? Is that what you mean? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's my favourite bit. So, our guy Simon recently made an appearance on a documentary which aired here in the UK called Confessions of an Alien Abductee. Did you catch that? Uh, no, I didn't. It documented a few people who claim to have been abducted by aliens. And I really feel, I'm not sure if it was edited to be this way, but it really felt like they were just taking the mick out of oh, them. Oh, right. But then again, I don't know if the people who were in the documentary were just a little bit off their rocker. One of them said the aliens tend to come when they're eating KFC chicken. Wow. So whenever this person eats KFC chicken, they get a little nervous, like, looking around like, oh, are they going to they gonna come? Are they gonna? I mean, I'd just stop eating KFC chicken. So, so would I. I'd be yeah. like, McDonald's then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, our KFC is literally 40 steps to a McDonald's. It is. So if you want some chicken, yeah, if you want some chicken, just go and grab yourself some selects. (laughs) You're all good. Perfect, yeah. The aliens, they're like, ah, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Just hovering, then they (laughs) piss off. Yeah, they were all set, like, with the probes and that already. uh, Come grab you. But they're like, ah, f***ing hell, I've gone to McDonald's. Oh, do you reckon that aliens are really... Oh, it is Colonel Sanders. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) It's all come full circle. (laughs) He states that this long-standing relationship goes as far back as gestation, the gestational period, when you're in the womb. So he says that he has been visited and even taken by extraterrestrials ever since being in his mother's womb. He has a very clear memory of a face with no real distinguishing features and then suddenly being aware that there was much more to this world than he knew. Okay. He describes it as being a spiritual experience. I mean, that is what happens when you eat KFC. <laughs> no, this How is a different person. It. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> fair enough. That's was this Colonel enough. Sanders himself? Yeah. Oh, it's a spiritual experience. <laughs> it's delicious. Some might say finger-licking good. <laughs> but he says he has been abducted for so long, he's not scared of them, so... When he's abducted by these rangy gits, he says that he is visited by a green alien, which is called, I can't even read that, mantids. It's almost like a mantis, which is green. Which is, yeah, which is green. Very good point. And creepy looking. Very f***ing spooky. But he says they are seven feet tall, wear cloaks, they will hold hands, and he will say, I'm ready. And at that point, some technology that he doesn't understand will take them to a craft orbiting the earth <laughs> why does he say i'm ready that's the problem it's like not ready mate and then yeah. they piss off because they're too busy waiting yeah probably going like I'd, I'd just much prefer to not be abducted tonight please mate i'm in the middle of a game of scrabble <laughs> can you fuck off <laughs> i'm on my way to kfc <laughs> can you wait until i've at least had my chicken i haven't had tea tonight right i'm starving i've been working <laughs> seven foot though seven foot, uh, pretty tall buggers yeah Green aliens. I've never heard of green aliens. Do you think they're poorly? <laughs> Maybe. I feel a bit sick. You're so caring. <laughs> a couple of paracetamol. Yeah, I'll see you right here. I'm ready for you to get some bed rest, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. But you are probably wondering, why did I refer to them as raunchy? He shags them. That's right. <laughs> Parks claims that he has had sex with an alien about four times every year, and even though he has three human children, in doing the dirty deed, he has fathered a child with an alien that he calls Cat 
queen that the couple have named Zarka. Wow. Yeah. So many questions. <laughs> I don't have the answers. <laughs> One thing I've always wondered, right, why are aliens always just called something stupid that sounds alien-ish? Why is this alien child called Zarka instead of, like... (laughs) You know? Like, (laughs) why is our language the same, but just sounds a bit odd? I've never thought about it. We have languages on Earth that are so far removed from actual vocalisation that they are clicks and pops. That is true, yeah. Like other tribal nations. Yeah, yeah. and that is amazing. And that's just here on our Earth. So why would a distant planet have our alphabet, have our... Plosive sounds and... Yeah, 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 and sense of words that they just call their kid Flawbig or Schmeebor or something like that. Why wouldn't it be something like... Maybe if... uh, Come on, justify it, Jordan. Go on! (laughs) (laughs) So, So if the person has heard this extraterrestrial say this... Or whatever it is... Oh, yeah, that sounded like Zorkan. Yeah, (laughs) grand. Maybe they can't quite remember that, so they try and think of something that is close to it. But it just doesn't work out. It doesn't translate. I don't think Google Translate will help in this situation. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. It's it's always just kind of weirding me out. Like, why, do, why are the planets always called, like, Zarkon 5 and uh, Crablador? You know, I mean, that was my own example. That sounds alien. But it it's does. just it's just a, a mixed match of English fucking letters. That is true. But it gets messed up, Jordan. Because let me tell you, these aliens, they need to be on some kind of fucking register, let me tell you. Right. Because Parks describes in an interview losing his virginity to one of these aliens in 1965 when he was just five or six years old. Oh, God. Yeah. He said, It was a holographic sexual experience. So I didn't exactly lose my virginity. It was using a much more advanced technology like anything we have on Earth or anything the army can think of. To aliens, it's not about age. It's about experience and souls. Well, they need locking up. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) But that one line that he said just makes me completely think that he is absolutely bullshitting. Which line? It's much more advanced than the army has. Right. Because he's just... What's the connection? Like, what's the immediate thing with the army? People think that um, the military have alien technology. Right, okay. And I think that's the thing that he is connecting that via. Okay, fair enough. For a start off, why specifically the army? A lot of people sort of think like the military in America, you know, like um, the people who have secret contracts, things like that. People who are are paid to work on devices, undercover alien things that have been recovered. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, things like that. Like Area 51. Yeah. So it's not just the fucking army, you know, it's it's people who are specifically... High intelligence, kind of top secret. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like he thinks, like, everyone in the army just knows about this. Right. It's like he has no knowledge of the actual phenomena mm, like itself, okay, yeah. and he's just like, the army knows about aliens! You As know, if it's not filtered down. Yeah, and it's not, like, put to the higher-ups and the people who actually know about this sort of thing who have it. And mm-hmm. we'll do it clandestinely. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, for the fucking army, aliens and stuff. So, yeah, kind of a bit weird. I would be concerned if there was an army of aliens. Yeah. Wow, what happened to you just then? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, I've got two holes. <laughs> I can half the, half the army in in a couple hours, probably. <laughs> well practiced. 
Oh, absolutely. But while he is fine with all this intergalactic cheating, his wife was proper mad after finding out that he'd been off shagging away behind his back. And apparently, she was extremely upset. But when she found out about the affair, he is quoted as saying that it caused a few problems, but also justified it by saying, it's not on a human level. So I don't see it as wrong. It's a bit like that guy from the previous episode. <laughs> Do you remember when I was saying, like, the guy that was yes. cheating? Yeah. And it's he a said, hobby, mate. It's a hobby. It's just like you're drawing. That's just the same. When he's saying, it's not a human, sir. It doesn't count. Can you imagine me, though, if I cheated on my wife and she caught me? And I was like, it's not on a marriage level, though. So, you know, I married you. So, <laughs> you're lucky. That means something. She's just getting a bit of dick. <laughs> You're giving wrong people ideas now. (laughs) So at the end of the interview, he added that anyone who felt his affiliation to these alien bunny boilers made him unsuitable as a representative should not worry, because he is never taken by the aliens during meetings because they conveniently don't like large gatherings of people or to shag in public. I feel safe now. That just feels like a cop-out. It's like um, me saying to you, Jordan, Jordan, I can fly. And you're like, oh, fuck hell, show me. It's like... Can't do it in front of you, mate, because I don't like doing it in front of people. Well, not going to believe you then, am I? Yeah. Can you record it? (laughs) Don't want to do it in front of phones. Yeah, right, fair enough. But it doesn't end there, Jordan. He also claims his real mother is a nine-foot green alien with eight fingers. Eight fingers? Yeah, right. Do you mean the Cadbury's version? No, she's not you. (laughs) (laughs) If it was you, she'd only have f***ing three fingers. (laughs) Share them out between the lawyers. (laughs) Delicious, though. This nut job spends hours drawing his extraterrestrial experience as it helps him come to terms with them and said, The only thing I can remember after that is saying to me, You will never be hurt, you will never be harmed, which is huge red flags. I don't know, I think that sounds quite nice. Yeah, but the alien. Right. Can you imagine being woke up in the middle of the night in your bedroom by anything between seven to nine foot and they're like, Don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. We're just going to take you to this alien craft and have sex with you. Sounds lovely. (laughs) I'll let them know. I'll sign you up. (laughs) He did, though, bizarrely add, I think I am fairly clear in my heart that I am being monitored very closely. And if there's anything that's seriously about to happen, or does happen, that I am fairly confident in my own mind that they will intervene. They have in the past, which again, just sounds like, I am confident that if anything happens, they will intervene, because they do. So surely his sentence should have been, I know if anything happens, they will intervene. Oh, I see. Like he's phrased it in a wrong way. Yeah. Mm, okay. It's like for the interview, I'm confident if anything ever happens, if it, if it ever does, they, they, they might intervene, because that is what they've said they'll do, that is what they have done. Yeah. So I take it at this point, you're not really a big believer. No. Okay. Not, not one bit of this guy. But he finishes by saying he is often also followed by security services, and that he and a female passenger in his car were recently abducted by aliens in Cloughton, near Scarborough, before being returned to their vehicle. Should I say that's a bit close to home? That is very close, mate. I mean, they're fucking here. Apparently. <laughs> they are in my living room. I wonder if that was in the corner. When I say they're fucking here, I literally mean they're here and they're fucking. Oh, wow. People. Okay, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> there they are, mate. Go take a slip. <laughs> a slip? Yeah, just take a, take a number. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't say a slip. 
They are all on show. <laughs> so, now for the real one, Jordan. The spooky one. The one that has baffled everyone ever in the world for years. So, keep your jokes to yourself, please. This is not a laughing matter. Sorry. So, Peter Curry, an Australian man of Lebanese origin, led an ordinary life until February in 1988. He and his future wife Vivian had their first UFO encounter. This simply involved some peculiar moving lights. However, it was an unsettling experience because in July of that same year, things really ramped up when, while in bed, one evening, he felt something grab his ankles. Tingles shot up his body and he felt paralysed. And then, about three or four small hooded figures approached him who communicated with him telepathically, telling him the usual business of, as I said before, it's all good, pal, we ain't gonna hurt you, and then proceeded to insert a needle into his f***ing head. And then he blacked out. Oh dear. Terrible news, isn't it? Yeah, that's not great. But like I said to you before, I think this is the third or fourth time I brought it up, they're like, oh, mate, we're not gonna hurt you. Don't worry about it, pal. Come snog my dad. And then they f***ing insert a needle into your forehead. There are worse places. Ever the optimist, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) So when he woke up, he found his father and brother in the living room where he had left them before going to bed, believing only about 10 minutes had passed. But in truth, it was more like over an hour. The next morning, they discovered a puncture mark on Peter's head with dried blood around it. And before this, he had never really even considered aliens, but the memories were all too shocking for him. So later, in 1992, he and Vivian came across a billboard featuring Whitley Strieber's book Communion, which, after reading, he realised the stories within matched his memories and experiences, which prompted Peter to get into contact with the UFO Experience Support Association in Sydney that was set to help others cope with similar experiences. But uh, I just want to bring up that whole Whitley Strieber thing. There's a lot of stories that I have heard that people will see that book per chance in a bookshop or they'll see it like he did on a billboard and it'll bring back memories. It'll trigger memories of something. You hate that cover. I fucking hate that cover. Yeah, absolutely. Does nothing to me. I don't understand it. It honestly feels to me like it should be for everyone, like seeing a knife coming towards your face, like you want to block it or move away from it, or run away, or something like that. What is it about it, that- I genuinely don't know what it is. I just look at it, and I get chills. My skin crawls. I can't look at it. It's weird, though, because as I say, it does zilch to me. Like, I look at it and think, yeah, that's kind of weird. I d- we've never really explored it, but with your fear of zombies... If you were to look at a picture of a zombie, would that have a similar effect? No, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. So, like... Oh, why would you, why would you show me that? I've just shown Ian that. And so hell. does that really get you? It's horrible, mate. I can't. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, I'm not going to show you again. I'm, why would you do it in the first place? <laughs> you know I hate it. <laughs> that is true. It's like one of those desensitising therapies. Fucking horrible, mate. I hate it. How weird. Yeah, it does zilch to me. If I saw Ooh. zombies or slugs or whatever, yeah, I'd be like, that's pretty awful. But, you know, I could look at it. Yeah, no, I, I cannot look at that. Weird. So, after being reluctant to tell the next story, finally, in 1998, it was told. And the story is as follows. On July 23rd, 1992, at 7.30 in the morning, Curry was in bed resting after a recent work injury. Suddenly, he bolted up, wide awake, to find two humanoid females sitting on his bed, both entirely naked. Wow. Human females? I'll tell you. Oh. These two women looked human in nearly every way. They were adults, and they had well-proportioned bodies, which I think is code word for... Nice eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One looked somewhat Asian, with straight, dark, shoulder-length hair and dark eyes, a 
and the other looks somewhat Scandinavian with light bluish eyes and long blonde hair that fell halfway down her back. But Curry got the feeling that these women were maybe not exactly human. Their faces were off somehow. Not unattractive, he says, but too chiseled very high cheekbones and eyes that were larger than normal. Curry took special notice of the blonde as he felt her face was too long. He's just been picky now. (laughs) Still, you can get your dickhead. (laughs) You're not a good looker either. (laughs) You ain't a pick of the bunch. (laughs) So at this point, Curry said he was shocked and didn't really have time to process what was occurring, but the blonde reached out with both hands and cupped the back of his head, drawing his face towards her chest. He resisted, as he was married, good guy, but he said she pulled harder. He kept pulling back, but she was pretty strong. She pulled me over, and my mouth was basically on her nipple, he says. And then, I'm guessing, as he didn't really know what else to do, he bit down. (laughs) Him and his wife didn't really get up to much, did they? It's like, when in Rome... (laughs) Wow. So he said he didn't really know why, but he bit the nip. He said he felt a small piece of her nipple come away in his teeth. Yeah, strangely though, she didn't flinch, but her expression said it all. She sat back and was almost confused like, this isn't the way we do the sex. What is all this about? So in shock and confusion, she looked at the other woman who looked at him and was like, this isn't the way it's supposed to happen. You've done this wrong, you stupid human. (laughs) No bleeding, nothing. No. Wow. No reaction, actually. Exactly, yeah. So it's like these uh, alien creatures were like, hang on a minute, this ain't normal. This isn't the way sex is supposed to go down. They were a little bit shocked, and they were just kind of like sat there in in silence, like, still naked. (laughs) I did all this makeup for nothing. (laughs) I shaved. (laughs) Pomp perfume. Yeah, that's weird. Oddly enough, Curry accidentally swallowed the nipple fragment, and it got caught in his throat, which sent him into a coughing fit. And when he looked back up, the two women had simply vanished. Wow. So he went off to try and clear his throat with a drink of water, which didn't work. And then he noticed he suddenly needed a fucking wee. <laughs> As you do. As you do. After biting a nipple. Safety. Yeah. You know, after you've uh, had a little bit of the, the naughty fun, had a little uh, naughty roll around, always safe to have a wee. Stops UTIs. Yes. But when he went to have a wee, he realised that he had a pain in his penis. So, standing in the bathroom, he pulled back his foreskin and wrapped around the old bobby was two blonde strands of hair, tightly wrapped. Tightly wrapped? Yeah. Right. He struggled to get them off. As the pain became more intense, he finally did get them off and immediately, and very cleverly, stuck them in a small plastic bag for safekeeping. (laughs) What, Jordan? Just maybe that's what he does with all his uh, sexual encounters. <laughs> that one's from the memory bank. <laughs> he writes the name on them Phyllis, <laughs> oh, Karen. <laughs> but the strands that he took from his wedge have been fucking DNA tested, pal. Right. And I'm just going to read this verbatim. Or you might say, as you've written, verbarium. <laughs> no. I'm going to read it as I was autocorrected. I wrote verbatim, but I will read it because I am a, an Apple enthusiast. Nice. 
as I'm going to read this verbarium from Bill Chalker's findings, because I'm not smart enough to even try and reword it, and I will link the full story so you can all have a read of it if you'd like. But he says, The blonde hairs were extremely thin and almost clear in colour. It was determined that the hair was not chemically treated, because if it had been, little or no mitochondrial DNA could have been recovered. However, using the PCR, or polymerase chain reaction process, good quality DNA was recovered. For comparison, Simples were also taken from Peter Curry's hair and that of his wife Vivian. DNA was successfully extracted from Peter's hair with no visible DNA being recovered from Vivian's hair. After thorough testing of the hair samples, the scientists of the Anomaly Physical Evidence Group arrived at a startling conclusion. The thin blonde hair, which appeared to have come from the light-skinned Caucasian type woman, could not have come from that of a racial type. Instead, the hair showed five distinctive DNA markers and characteristics of a rare subgroup of the Chinese mongoloid racial type. A detailed survey of mitochondrial DNA comprising tens of thousands of samples showed only four of the people on record with all five of the distinctive markers of the blonde hair. All of them were Chinese with black hair. Mitochondrial DNA is passed only from mother to child and therefore these findings suggest that all four of the Chinese subsets share a common female ancestor with the blonde woman but there is no easy explanation of how this could be. So, impossible, really? Yeah, so it seems like it was impossible. So I think I heard, if I remember correctly, a reasoning for this, and that is the fact that back in the days when we were sort of still milling around Africa before mm-hmm. we'd expanded around the world, there was a group of people who would have been the ancestors of where this hair would have come from. Right. And it is now so rare that it is unbelievably reasonable that it could even exist in a person who is blonde. Right, okay. And also, it doesn't sound like Caucasian either. Exactly. Yeah, so that is that is the strange factor of it. So, wow. And I mean, this has been tested, and it has been verified that it has come from this lineage. So that is why it is weird, and people often refer to these people as the Nordic aliens. Ah. So these aliens have come from wherever they came from. <laughs> I don't know where, but that is what is uh, supposedly what was in his bedroom that evening. So what's strange about that is that it wasn't a black hair, it was blonde. It was blonde, And it yeah. wasn't dyed or um, bleached. Yeah. And that it can only come from a very... Very, very rare... Rare... Subset of yeah. humans, wow. which would have had to go through certain hurdles to have even existed in yeah. today's day and age. So it's like a mega lottery kind of odds. Yes. So he's a lucky guy. Is he? <laughs> Shame he didn't cough up that bit of nip. <laughs> yeah. That would been good, that. wouldn't it? Yeah. Interesting, though. How weird. Yeah, super strange. So there you go. You have two beautiful stories of people who have done the dirty with the aliens. So which one was your story? <laughs> I am the Whitby counsellor. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Beautiful. So, can I give you my grievances? <laughs> Mate, I'd love it if you did. I'm getting far too drunk. <laughs> Grievance me! Okay, I will. So, things that annoy me, and maybe you, more than they should. Nothing annoys me. I'm chill. Right, well, that wasn't what you were saying when you said your kids were being little buggers tonight. <laughs> I, have a, I have an on-air persona <laughs> and a real-life persona, okay? <laughs> your kids are delightful, it's fine. It wasn't both of them. It was the youngest. The youngest. Broke his bed. Twice in the last two days. Don't laugh. Are you going to buy me a new bed? Go quit, go. (laughs) (laughs) Quit now! (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, so, 
I'd like to say I'm generally a pretty positive guy. Yeah. I'll try and look on the bright side as much as I can, but sometimes life will throw shit at you that just pisses you off. Oh, absolutely, mate. So, got a couple of examples for you. Hit me. So the first one is when people invade your personal space or fail to use common courtesy like, excuse me, this rattles me. So, like, maybe you're browsing a section at the supermarket and someone reaches across you to grab something... Just saying, excuse me. Like, right in front of your face. Yeah, like, just reaches across you. And, like, excuse me is fine, I'll step away. Those grapes look delicious, get the f*** out of the way. <laughs> like, I'd rather that than them reaching across me, breathing yeah, all over me. Yeah, no, yeah. Annoys the hell out of me. If it does you, please let us know. You at home, not me. <laughs> it doesn't talk and to you me normally. Me well. <laughs> uh, number two, when the internet is slow. Oh, like, yeah. immediate anger. This is like total first world problems. It is, And yeah. um, we should really be thankful that we have it in the first place. I think it's just because we've grown so accustomed to yeah. a way that we expect it to be. When it no longer is, it's infuriating. Totally, completely agree. And I just think slow internet, this day and age, unacceptable. Just so, kill me now. Honestly, it aggravates me way more than I should admit. <laughs> so, like, waiting for web pages to load is just a struggle. Having lived through dial-up when I was young... Yeah, yeah, f***ing hell. Right, I got a question for you. Okay. Right, because I can still remember... The, the dial sound- tone. Yeah, the sound of my dial <laughs> tone. I want, yeah. I want you to give me your... I'll give you mine first, right, because this is what I remember. <laughs> Are they right. all unique? I, I don't know. That's that's my question. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out. I was never old enough to live through knowing if it was a thing that was individual right. or if it was a, a common thing. But mine went, be baby, baby. That is how I remember it too. <laughs> it's, it's, was it your voice? <laughs> yeah, I was paid for it. it. It was specific though. Like that that first bit is like, be baby, baby. <laughs> Ooh, like that bit that I always remember <laughs> it's when it sort of distorts at the end yeah yeah <laughs> was that what it was like for you yeah, yeah. oh right <laughs> right so it's that it's that pattern that I always wondered if that was like just my house <laughs> or if everyone had their own like distinct ones depending on how far away you were or something yeah it's like someone's like oh yeah uh, bump horns like did it did did it dip yeah so we both lived through dial up and it sounds like we were next to each other <laughs> <laughs> but so annoying when pages don't load i mean nowadays waiting more than two seconds without any content showing is enough to just boil my piss tell me about it it's, it's like, awful when i see that 5g drop to 4g <laughs> i'm like Fucking hell. Do I really have to wait three more seconds to see these? <laughs> to see what, Ian? Nothing. Oh, just, just to let Google load. Yeah, my browsing history is completely sure nothing bad in there. If you showed me, it'd probably take five years to load anyway. <laughs> also, really slow drivers. I, I have heard this thing that uh, someone says that anyone that drives faster than you is an idiot, but everyone that drives slower than you is stupid. So uh, okay. it means that... You're the person that's driving correctly, right? You're the one that does the right speed and yeah. you know does the right maneuvers. But if someone in front of you is like going going too fast, fucking idiot! Yeah, if someone in front of you is like, look, the light's green, you dickhead. Why are you yeah. going so or why slow? Why are you going a forty and a sixty? You fucking idiot! 
So, like, everyone in the world has their own correct sense of driving, and everyone else to them in the world is a, a, an idiot or a stupid. Or both. Yeah. Someone that wants to speed, so they've just got their foot revving on the accelerator, but is only doing, like, <laughs> two, yeah, two mile an hour. Yeah. Set off in got fifth. Got the clutch down. Fucking <laughs> fools. Brilliant. Yeah, never heard of that, but that makes total sense. So yeah, really slow drivers um, never used to bother me until I drove. And with a need to drive for my work to visit students at scheduled times, Mm -hmm. it just bothers me. Unlike those in front of me without a care in the world and clearly nowhere to meaningfully get to, Mm -hmm. there's simply no excuse to be going 40 miles per hour in a national speed limit. True. One thing that my wife and I constantly debate about is like when I'm at a traffic light, Mm. And say I'm like 10 cars back and I see the light turn green and then my foot gets the bite. So I'm ready to go. But then one car goes and then the second car goes. And then me and my wife are often sat at the traffic lights thinking, why aren't we fucking moving? Yeah. We are, are, you know, we're here. We're ready. 10 cars back. Yeah. We're fucking ready to go. Like our our foot, we found the bite. Not even, no. (laughs) No, We're just fucking ready to go. But everyone's, it's like they're going, oh. The lights turn green, so the next thing I have to do is put it in first gear. It's Lou and Andy all over again. Oh, God. (laughs) There's a reason why he doesn't drive. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Customers waiting in a fast food line for 10 minutes and they're not knowing what to order when it's their turn. Very good point. What could you have been doing in that time? <laughs> like, do you even want to be there? <laughs> Chat about what you don't want, maybe? <laughs> like, right, so what, what are we getting tonight? Don't want a pizza. Don't want anal, so don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> to the husband. If that was on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <you> fiber. <laughs> Extras, Coke, pot of sauce, anal. <laughs> so yeah, that aggravates me. And also, really slow people in supermarket aisles. My parents often talk about this. Like oh, people, I thought you were going to say that they are. No, no. Right. My parents are the people who are like, get in, get what you want, get a fuck out. Yeah. Like, they hate it. But they often talk about like people who are like, oh, uh, Tracy, I haven't seen you in ages. And then they put the trolleys end to end, stand in the middle of the fucking aisle, blocking it all. Yeah. Right in front of like, I mean, like on an aisle, you could have frozen aubergines. How did you pronounce that? Sorry. Aubergines. Aubergines? Yeah. Wow. Never heard it said like that. Aubergines. 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 <laughs> wow, no, sorry, yeah, just interesting. I was in the middle of a rant, Jordan. Sorry, I know. Don't interrupt me again. <laughs> Apologies. So, you got all these fucking obscure things on this aisle, like frozen pixie dicks or something, right? But they're stood right where the chips are. And you want the chips, but they're like, Doreen, haven't seen you in five years. How's your canker sores? Um, how's your fucking... <laughs> Rabies going. (laughs) (laughs) They're not aliens, Jordan. Oh, right. (laughs) But yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. Like, you're just trying to get past. The worst part of it is the reduced section. Uh, Before things are about to go out of date. Yeah, and people just crowd round, and they, like, block it off with the trolleys. 
And when you get there, it's like a, you have to fight your way through. It's like Phyllis is like, I really want that going out of date mince. And, and she, you know, but she's picking up every single packet. Yeah. Putting it to her face like it's like really <laughs> important. Scales. Yeah. Like looking at it all like, like they're, all, they're all the same. They all go out of date on the same day. And she's just there with a trolley blocking it. And yeah. she's like, go away, fucking Doreen, I'll kill you. Yeah. And then all that's left is just a single baby bell. Yeah. By the time you get there. Yeah. There's a fucking out-of-date bottle of Lucasade or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, absolutely right. And that whole idea of blocking the aisles, that absolutely does it for me. Obviously, I'm excluding elderly, of course. I'm not fucking heartless. No. <laughs> they know what they're doing. But, yeah, those in the middle of the aisles, fixated on boxes or bags and just seeing their friends, seemingly oblivious to the fact that others might also want to purchase those things. Yeah. Another one, not being able to plug in a USB the first time in anything ever, and then sometimes not even the second time. Even if it's USB-C. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about the sort of single-sided USB. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called USB-B. USB-B. Or A, USB-A. USB flat. When you can't get the USB in, Mm. and then you turn it around, and it still somehow fucking doesn't go in. Yeah. How does that even happen? (laughs) How have you missed And you look at it, and you're like, oh, it's that way, and it goes in first time. (laughs) How has that happened? (laughs) I wonder how long that would go on for. Like, if you were there, like, trying to plug it in. Like, if you didn't look at it, would it go on forever? Until you were like, that's the way. I'd be more pissed off, though, if if I looked and it still didn't work. Uh, another one, bad manners. Like when you hold the door for someone, but they fail to even thank you in some form, whether it's just verbally or a little head nod. Yeah. Another one, when people smoke directly in front of the exit. How do you mean? So in a, in like a, you know, a restaurant or something, yeah. and they're just outside of the front door. Right. So you have to walk through it, whether you're coming in or exiting the building, yeah. through a cloud of smoke, mm. does my tree in. Bonus points for when they just stand there and they don't help someone who's struggling to also open the door. Right, suit me up. No need. Inconsiderate. Yeah, I think all of this comes down to being just polite people. Yeah. Another one, people that have no spatial awareness. I'll give you an example. I erupt into a fiery rage when someone simply stands in the middle of an aisle, a bit like what you said there, yep. or in the in the middle of a, a pavement. Right. And, you know, you're trying to get past them to some degree, but they're just kind of there meandering at their own pace. Mm-hmm. It's fair enough, but move to the side. Yeah. Let someone else pass. There's more than you around. And not having that spatial awareness to be like, I'm in the middle here. I could be in someone's way. I always treat every single walkway like I'm on a motorway. Right, okay, yeah. That's my philosophy. So, like, say I'm walking through town, I will try and stick to one side, and if someone's coming towards me and I need to move out of their way, I look over my shoulder... I do the same, yeah. ...to see if anyone's coming behind me, of which I'm going to get in their way of. Like you're saying, I always f***ing hate it when, like, people just, you know, you're walking beside someone and all of a sudden they'll do, like, a 90-degree turn right in front of you. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like you say, just be considerate. Because the last thing you want to do is, as you say, using your term of changing lanes, yeah. someone's coming towards you, you in your walking lane. The yeah. last thing you want is them, you know, holding a bunch of drinks that you knock into and mm. then you've got that awkward situation of, oh, I'm really sorry and feeling obliged to kind of help them. And even even worse is when you then have to get on the floor because you hate seeing wasted alcohol and you start sucking it up. Yeah. And they're like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> have you stopped taking your straws out? No. 
Oh, okay, fair enough, yeah. Always got a straw on me. You start, like, putting them together, don't you? Just yeah. Like, <laughs> now you don't need to crouch. <laughs> <laughs> Best part is when I put, like, a hundred together and, like, um, someone, like, a few feet away from me, I can just, like, stick it in their drink when they're not even looking. Yeah, they're on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, is this milkshake gone? <laughs> milkshake? <laughs> Wouldn't waste my time, pal. <laughs> Vodka and Coke, sign me up. <laughs> Fair enough. Right outside Weatherspoons. Uh, and final one is people that take way too long to get to the point. <laughs> my dad is one of these people. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, oh, dad. God. Who will just be like, get to the fucking point. Right. So. <laughs> oh, not one that will take too long. No, to no. Ex- right. Like, okay. So I love an anecdote. So if something's happening, you know, or something has happened, I will love to be like, right, so, the other day, I went to town, I wanted to do this, this was, you know, and I'll I'll tell the story, (laughs) my dad, I'll be like, the other day I was walking to town, I walked past this guy and he's like, what's the f***ing point? I'm like, okay, right, one second, right, so, so, I went into the shop, and I said to the guy, he's like, yeah, but come on, tell tell me the point. (laughs) <laughs> but like in my eyes it's always a lot more boring if i just said to you fell over the other day yeah like what's the context yeah, yeah Idiot. Was- <laughs> are you the stupid one not you dad <laughs> i was referring to ian who apparently fell over in this story yeah, if I'm like, oh, I went out the other day, I decided to wear my Crocs, you know, on a trip to town, walking down the stairs, bumped into someone, fell over. You know, that's funny. Yeah. You know, that that's the story. But if My I'm, sides are if I'm, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like, fell over in town the other day. But then the person is going to be like, what, why? Yeah. What happened? What were you doing? Yeah. Why did you wear Crocs? You know, so... And it's suddenly not an anecdote. It's sort of like... A complaint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's exactly, yeah. Too true. Love you, Dad. <laughs> F- oh, final thing. I should probably mention this one too, actually, as a little kind of bonus. Go on. This is maybe appropriate to most people, but definitely to me and my mum and dad. Okay. So it's not just my parents were insulting during this episode. <laughs> well, even the playing field. <laughs> it's when I ask them, so which version of Windows have you got installed? And they say, yes. <laughs> Does my head in. <laughs> On a uh, maybe slightly more positive note, my dad literally texts me every single time a new iPhone update comes out. So he's ahead of the curve. <laughs> Fair enough. What, as in like warning you there is one? Yeah, like, oh, iOS 17.9's out. Well, yeah. Love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Love you too. I can't wait for your next radio. <laughs> my fucking son. He fucking spoke about me on his fucking podcast. That <laughs> Although he wouldn't tell the story, would he? Just like that dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he'd want to get to the point. My son's a wanker. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, that's a whole bunch of things that annoy me, and probably you too. Yeah, a lot of those things are very relatable. Yeah, I think the general takeaway is get to the point. <laughs> get to the point. Your Most point people is. are dickheads. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. 
So does that about bring us round to the end of today's episode, Jordan? I think so. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you don't miss another episode. And maybe even tell a friend. Direct your friend to www.jordanlovesalien.com. Show them the amazing content my raunchy co-host makes. And while you're at it, just add in that the guy there taking 15-foot tentacles is the other half of one killer podcast. And maybe even drop a link so they get to listen to the two guy what's up goodness if you'd like to get in touch with us our link tree link is in the bio of this episode where you can click on and be jetted off to every link you will ever need for your two guys what's up extras want to subscribe to our patreon for monthly bonus content click the link want to share your personal creepy ghost encounter click that link want to tell jordan you dream about him every night Click that link! Link will be worn out. <laughs> but don't forget, we now have a Patreon where you can find all your Two Guys What's Up extra essentials, including pin badges, a shout-out, our gorgeous Two Guys What's Up branded t-shirts, and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices, well, now you can even get more because we now release bonus episodes, which come out on the last Friday of every month. There is currently four just sitting there, waiting for your ears to just gobble up that audio goodness. And all that is available right now, starting with the bonus episodes, for just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. The link will, of course, be down below for your clickety-click-clacks-blackened-act pleasure. But if you can't, but you'd still like to help us out, then a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast would go a long way to help us out, and we would be eternally grateful. We would indeed. But on that note, thanks for listening. You have an amazing week, guys, and we will see you next Monday! Bye! I'll let you just top up your drink. Thanks, I'm fucking dying. I'm parched, mate. Oh, yeah. The first five didn't quite quench your thirst. I think I've accidentally poured too much rum. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to finish the bottle. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die. <laughs>